This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. In today's episode, I am thrilled to welcome Dipali Vyas to the podcast. After spending a good part of her career in executive recruiting, Dipali has her finger on the pulse of the career landscape and what employers are looking for. And she has made it her mission to bring valuable advice and an amazing digital platform to help young people on their journey. During our discussion, Dipali shares how and when she got her first taste of entrepreneurship and how it actually helped prepare her for her future career. We talk about helping teens and young adults focus on what they are good at and why it's more important to follow your strengths rather than your passion. You won't want to miss learning about Fearless, the positive online experience that Dipali and her team built to inspire and motivate teens. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Dipali. Thanks so much for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Appreciate it, Betsy. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad our paths have crossed because I feel like we are so on the same page about so many things as we found out when we first chatted. Um, But before we get started, if you could just take a minute or so and just give a brief introduction to my audience. Sure. Um, First of all, I'm a mom of a teenager (laughs) or almost teenager. And I have 24 years of experience in executive search and leadership consulting. And I'm now uh, a a two-time entrepreneur of an ed tech company. So exciting. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit about that. Actually, I want to roll it back even further. Let's talk about you as a teenager. And by the way, welcome to the teenage years. (laughs) Um, That's all I'll say. (laughs) <laughs> I I actually have enjoyed them, but they do have their moments. Um, so let's talk about you as a teen. When you were in high school, did you kind of know what you wanted to do or have any idea? No, I was, so a little bit about my background. I am a, a daughter of two immigrants. And so we were actually in the motel business. And so while I was 12, 13 years old, I was running my family's motel business. So I almost had this like weird like life that was bifurcated in two different areas. I had like my academic life in high school and then I would come home and I'd have to help my parents run a business. So I was actually in hindsight very lucky. I was I was a business sort of operator without even knowing it. So in high school, who was I? I was honestly an eager beaver student, right? Like I was, uh, you know, the first to join clubs and like do all of these things because I had so much responsibility at home. I wanted to like kind of see who I was in high school. Um, But did I know what I wanted to be when I grew up? Absolutely not. I had no idea. But I, what I did know is I didn't want to grow up and manage my parents' motel. Yeah. Knew that. 
Yeah. Well, it's sort of no surprise, though, that you're a two-time entrepreneur because <laughs> it's in your blood. And I would say you're built for it. I mean, you've you've experienced it for sure. firsthand as a young teen. But I think I didn't appreciate it when I was a teen. So, right. um, but I appreciate it so much more now. Okay. So you decided to go to college? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, kind of rolling back to that time, um, I knew I was going to go to college. It was just almost as if it was a, you know, foregone conclusion. Um, it was just something that, you know, I, I came from a family that, um, had been educated, you know, whether it was bachelor's and or master's degrees. So it was almost pretty, it was, it was a non-question in my household, whether or not I was going to go to college. Um, and so I actually, but I didn't know what I was going to do. And here's the thing. Um, I made a very arbitrary decision um, in that, you know, I, I came home one day and I was like, okay, guys, I have to apply to college and uh, I'm going to apply to Stanford and I'm going to apply to a bunch of, um, you know, schools in Colorado, which is where I lived at the time. And um, we'll see how it goes. And then my dad's like, well, what do you think you're going to major in? And I was like, I, I don't know. He, my dad literally called my aunt in Michigan and said, well, what do you think she should do? <laughs> and my aunt was like, well, I think finance is kind of hot right now. So like zero in, you know, inspection into anything, investigation into anything. I come, I, you know, I start filling out my application. I'm, I'm going to be a finance major. No idea what that meant. Okay. I love this story so much. <laughs> and so I'm actually kind of like, you know, if I think about my son today or high school students everywhere, like you are not alone. Mm -hmm. And parents, you are not alone. Like, Nobody knows what they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's these, um, it's just these like preconceived notions that you have that I I have to have it all together. Um, I didn't have it all together at all. And, you know, it turned out that I, I had a pretty, pretty great career, um, but I kind of fell into it and that's okay. Right, right. Same here. I had no idea and there was nobody helping me. I mean, I guess my parents threw out some ideas. I <laughs> I love that your dad called the Anne Michigan. That's because I've heard a lot of how did you choose your major stories that that has to be up there in like the top three. Yeah, I love it. Random. But but it's a good point, though, because everybody has sort of a random way of picking. And no matter what you choose, you know, the majority of kids change their major anyway. Exactly. And even if they don't, they find their way. So exactly. I, exactly. I love that you shared that you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. Cause I think kids feel really stressed about that. Exactly. And I think, you know, the one thing that I will say in, in the things that we're doing at, at fearless is really focusing on a student's strengths, right? Mm -hmm. It's focusing on who you are, not what you do, mm -hmm. because I really feel strongly that I could go not me, but like any student can go to a boot camp and learn how to code. Any student can pick up a book or a YouTube tutorial and learn sort of the, I'm going to call them hard skills. Right. What they're not learning is, you know, the soft skills that are so valuable in real life. Right. And I think that's what, you know, being able to decide on a college major and do what you want for the rest of your life. 
those are just picking sort of the hard skills or the functions that you want to go into. What's going to make you successful is all of this other stuff, the 80-20 rule, right? The 80% are, are is this emotional intelligence that you will continue to experience over high school and college that will set you apart when you actually get into the working world. Yeah, exactly. Skills, skills, skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are sick of hearing me say that. Um, so let's talk about fearless. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, why did you start it? Who is it for? What's the origin story? So the origin story is actually pretty unique. I knew that I wanted to do something and then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, well, how do I how do I bring my experience to the younger generation? That that was what my big focus was on, only because I'm looking at my son and I'm looking at what he's doing in school and I'm just seeing this sort of disconnect. And I'm like, how can I bridge this gap, this skills gap between what they're doing now and what they're actually going to do? But there is a pretty fun story behind, you know, the evolution of, of where it hit the nail on the head for me. So, um, I am in a really fortunate position to talk to big CEOs all around the world. And um, I had a call uh, one day with Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. And um, uh, during the pandemic, my son's home. So he's overhearing everything that's going on in my office. And um, he was a pretty, he was young. He was 10 years old, but he had read for some odd reason. I promised this audience, I did not make my son read this book, but he read Bob Iger's book, Ride of a Lifetime. <laughs> and it's only because it said the word Disney on it. And he's like, what is this about? Sure. He had sure. read the book. I'm sure he only understood 20% of it, but have that, whatever that may be. Uh, and I'm on the phone with Bob and my son walks by and he's like, mom, is that Bob Iger? <laughs> and I said, yes, it is. And Bob was so gracious. I, I, you know, at the end of the call, I said, Bob, you know, would you mind speaking to my son? He's a big fan of yours. And he was absolutely so gracious. And he started talking to my son. Um, and my son proceeded to tell him, I read your book, Bob. <laughs> and, and Bob said, well, I didn't really write it for 10 year olds, but it's good to know that I have a fan. Um, but it was this indelible moment where my son just felt he was on cloud nine because he had access to someone that he didn't think he would ever remotely have access to. And it was in that moment where I thought, I want kids to be fearless about their future, about who they can be. But I also want to democratize this concept of access. And so being in the seat that I'm in, I wanted to bring all my friends, my Rolodex, my Bob Igers to, you know, this younger generation to get a bird's eye view of what they can be. I mean, Bob started at the bottom at Disney, literally mailroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what young people really need to hear. They need to, to hear the, the real, you know, world view versus an ivory tower academic view of, of what the working world is like. And that's where Fearless was born. And I would I I can sum up Fearless in in sort of one sentence. It's LinkedIn meets TikTok meets Masterclass. And the reason why I say that is the Masterclass piece is I want them to learn all of these real world skills that they're going to use throughout their life. But even if you learn all of these great skills of being a great communicator, nobody knows you exist unless you actually display it, which is why we've built this beautiful platform where it's LinkedIn meets TikTok. 
show who you are. You're more than a grade. You're more than a number. You're more than a test score. So showcase your abilities and highlight your abilities in a beautiful digital profile that doesn't look like a black and white resume. So fun. And talk about meeting kids where they are. You know, I call them kids, but teenagers, right? They're on their phone. They're on their computers. They're That's where they are. And they know know how to record a video. They know exactly what they're doing. And they're so creative. They have these amazing ideas and they'd never be able to communicate those to people or connect with those people. I love you're a connector. People call me a connector all the time too, but you, you are, you connect people to make great things happen. And that's my greatest um, joy. Um, yeah. You know, when you make those connections and you improve somebody's life, um, it's it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Oh, I agree. All right. So fearless. So let's talk about the platform and um, and is there a cost for people? How how do young people get started? Absolutely. So a, a couple of things. One. It's always free to join Fearless and build your digital profile with us. So students and parents that are out there, please, please, if you're thinking about your college application process, you're thinking about an internship or whatever, you don't know where to start, we make it easy for you. We have AI-enabled bio creations, so we'll we'll create a beautiful bio of you um, by having you select just a couple of words. You can go in and edit it, but if you are sort of stumped on where to start, we're here for it. So um, always free to create a profile. You are you get a free class with us once you join, which is the personal branding class, which is what I'm, I'm telling every student about. You have to create a personal brand. Trust me, you will love me for it years from now because you started building your brand so early. And then it's um, roughly $9 a month. So parents, it's three cups of Starbucks coffee is what I say. Um, So it's $9 a month to subscribe to our content. And they're learning about communication, presentation, storytelling, negotiation, interviewing, all of this stuff, college prep, everything. And we help teens and specifically high school students crush the Common App. What you put on your portfolio, you'll be able to link into your Common App, and that's what you get with us. Um, and the other thing that we are doing is we run these um, boot camps. So we have two-week boot camps. They're $295. Um, the students get all of our material compressed in two weeks, but they get four coaching sessions with us. And I bring all my buddies from Google and Meta and Spotify and all the people that they want to talk to in these workshops. So um, uh, we offer three different sessions. You'll see it on our website. Um, but yeah, if you want to just do our boot camp for the summer, um, just two weeks, give us two weeks and we'll transform your child is what we say. <laughs> oh, this is so valuable. And what, <laughs> and what a deal. By the way, that's more like two Starbucks if yes. you're like if you're like me and you drink lattes. But that's right. Um, but I love, first of all, the common app, the ease of doing the common app, that in and of itself yeah. is worth I, I couldn't even put a number on it. Having exactly, been I mean, look when you when when the fall comes around, there's a freak out moment from the student and the parent. What did we do? What did you know? What did I do in ninth, tenth, eleventh grade? I don't know where all my stuff is. If you're a ninth grader, I'm I'm telling you right now, create a fearless profile and start dumping stuff in there because the t- by the time that you're a senior, you're going to look back and say, "Oh my god." This is the thing that I want to write my essay on, or this is what I learned. These are my leadership skills, so on and so forth. It is almost like a time vault for you. And guess what? You never lose it. 
all of this information that you're uploading into your digital profile, we're not going to stop at high school. You carry that through with you. So you are now, again, building your personal brand. Okay. I was going to ask that. So once you graduate high school and either maybe you go to college, maybe you don't, it's but just your profile continues. Profile. Okay. You keep, you keep it and you keep growing it with you. Okay. We even have the ability for you to create your own website from your profile. So you can upgrade and create, you know, depoly.com, for example. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what if you're not creative at all? So what mm-hmm. if you're a student who really, you know, doesn't enjoy writing and doesn't really like to do graphics or video? It, would it work for them? Absolutely. Um, we have all of these cool AI generative tools within the profile builder. So if you aren't a huge writer and you need just a little bit of a kickstart, we help you through that. Um, we also uh, let you take a, pers- a free personality test on our on our mm-hmm. profile. So you get to learn a little bit about yourself. You get to learn, you know, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or an ambivert. Um, we have you take a strength finder assessment. So let's say you're detail oriented and you're, um, you know, you're introverted and detail oriented. Well, guess what? There are great product and project management jobs that may be in your future. So we really give a lot of guidance, whether you're creative or not. We're, we're kind of hand holding you. Think of us as a digital guidance counselor, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of say. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that are not creative, um, you get inspired by other profiles that you can look at in your student body and say, okay, well, you know, they uploaded a logo of, you know, this, and I really like that. But, you know, we have great sort of um, pictures and things that they can choose from that really m- brings their profile to life. Okay. So there's a library for them. To oh, yeah, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and then I'm just thinking, putting my parenting cap on yes. um, from a safety and security mm-hmm. standpoint, like, can anybody see the, the kid's profile? Or how does that work? No, it's a really good point. And I'm glad you brought it up because we get this question all the time. Um, we are hyper concerned about security just because we are dealing with really young students. So um, on our platform, when you create a profile, it is completely closed in that only if you share your unique URL to a, a, a specific application, those are the only people that can see your profile. You are not Googleable. Um, there's no contact information. So no one can contact you directly. So unless you're emailing a specific party with your profile, that's the only way they'll be able to contact you. They will not be allowed to contact you on our platform. So parents, rest assured, um, your kids are in in the safety of our platform from that perspective. And that prevents a lot. We, we don't allow comments. We don't allow any of that stuff. We're hyper concerned about mental health and, Mm -hmm. you know, bullying and all of this stuff. This is supposed to be a positive community-based experience that's inspirational and motivational for students. um, And that's what we want to maintain. Great. That's great. Because I mean, social media in general, we know is... It's scary. I mean, look, I mean, look, we have 13-year-olds with Instagram profiles and Facebook and, and TikTok, and they're checking in and they are, you know, parents should be concerned, right? Like anybody can find them. They can check in somewhere and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And and it's a valid concern. Um, but I do think from a 
a sort of um, student portfolio perspective, students do need a repository of all the great stuff that they're doing, um, but they should be in control of who they share that with. And is there a minimum age to create a profile? So we encourage 13 plus. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are under 13, we would want, you know, parental, um, uh, parental guidance on that. However, I think at 13, you're probably ready to kind of get started on, on the things that you might be volunteering at and things like that in, um, at that age. So, okay. Yeah. And I child online privacy, I think is correct. all of the child, um, online privacy, uh, rules just as any other social media platform where the social media without the social. (laughs) (laughs) you're the not so social media (laughs) that's awesome um so what else what else do people need to know about it um any tips or thoughts for getting started yeah so look anybody can join our um, platform at fearlessplus.com you'll just hit join now and you'll be able to um look at our um look at a few highlighted portfolios just for inspiration mm-hmm. um and the other thing that i would say you know what we are really good at right like what what students are really going to get out of our boot camps or our our content is really finding their strengths they're going to be able to explore careers with industry experts that we bring to the table um they'll even have an opportunity to get featured on fearless plus if they really want to Um, And then we want them to have this professional digital profile. That's what they're tangibly walking away with. Um, And then if they join our bootcamp, they'll obviously have, um, you know, coaching sessions that will continue to help build their leadership and life skills. But we really are, I guess, overall, what we're providing to students are the ability for them to feel confident and prepared, right? We want them to have a leg up on the competition. Mm-hmm. We want to improve their communication and academic skills, and we want them to excel in high school and beyond, right? So we want to prepare them with the tools and the mindset for them to, you know, tackle high school and crush that college app and, you know, even be better, better humans getting into the working world. Yeah. Ugh. I wish this was around when I was a teenager. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And I'm actually going to be mentioning it to both of my boys. Um, <laughs> we so love it. So they know about it. And we'll be right back after a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So um, let's talk a little bit about more general career type mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, you sure. spent a long time in recruiting at the executive level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not talking to executives, but I'm sure that a lot of that, the strategies and tips are translatable right. to early career or even high school kids. What mm-hmm. What are like the top maybe three tips that you could give young people who are starting out, um, th- even thinking about careers or starting to apply um, or choosing a major, any of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I think um, a couple of things, know yourself and do a lot of 
sort of introspection on the things that you want to do and what you don't want to do. Um, Betsy, I actually have two stories that kind of hit the nail on the head here. So um, there was a really young person that approached me and really kind of hunted me down saying, I really need your help. I, you know, I want to build an advisory board, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are barely 30 years old. What is, what is going on? Um, And I got to know him and it turns out that at the age of 18, um, he decided to work on an oil rig and um, he went and, and it, an oil rig is a very difficult job. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and he ended up making $20,000 that summer um, on the oil rig. But what he found out about himself is that that's something that he definitely doesn't want to do. He does not want to be in the working world as, as sort of a hands-on, you know, Operator, it's, it, it, he found out very quickly. This is not for me. Yes, I made some good money. So what he ended up doing was taking that twenty thousand dollars and um, he started day trading because that was something of interest to him. Now, Betsy, you're not even going to believe me, but this young man turned twenty thousand dollars into one hundred million dollars before the age of twenty nine. No way. You heard that right. One hundred million. Um. What's remarkable about the story, and, and again, I understand it's an anomaly, um, but what's remarkable is that he knew what he didn't want to do, and he went after the things that he did want to do. And this is not a pressure conversation with young people, but young people, if you know you're an extrovert, right, you, you are a people person, think about careers in sales and business development, play to your strengths. Don't go and and become sort of a, a grant writer that's going to be in a cubicle and writing all of this, you know, um, detail oriented stuff when you actually should be customer facing and playing to your strengths and, and doing all the things that you could be doing. Right. So right. understand who you are and play to your strengths, just like this young man has. Um, the second story I wanted to tell you was I actually got a call from a college sophomore that applied to internships um, this summer and got rejected from every single one of them. So when you talk about tips and tricks, the know yourself piece is number one, but then like, how do you take action to get what you want? So when I spoke to this young woman, I said, well, what did you do? And she said, well, you know, I uploaded my resume to Handshake and I applied to all these positions. And then I sat, I pressed a button and I sat back and, and see who wanted me. And I said, well, what else did you do? And she's like, no, that's it. And I think that's, that's where I keep thinking about the offering at, at Fearless and what we're actually trying to do. It's not this generation's fault that they don't know what to do. It's just that they're not being taught the things that they should be doing. Right. Right. And so what I told this young woman is, okay, you're interested in real estate. You applied to all of these real estate internships. Did you actually go to the, to your dream company, look up all the managing directors in that company and write them an email saying, Hey, I'm at this school in this business. And this is what I really like about your company. And this is why I would love an internship because chances are when those 15 MDs get together in the company meeting and they all say, I heard from this girl that really wants to work here. Guess what? 
you've now just set yourself apart from the 250 applications that came in for their internship opportunity. And I think that's what we're not teaching our kids. Oh, you are speaking my language. <laughs> I, I have had this conversation with college kids this summer, like or this spring, I should say. If you just put it out there and wait for it to come back, it's not going to happen. And it's not. And that's what you, Betsy, it's not their fault. Agreed. But Agreed. It's, the onus is on us to actually, you know, bring reality to their situation and teach them like right. what, what can they do? Yeah, exactly. And you're right. So it's not happening in high school and it's not even happening in college. I mean, there's career services. But career services, what I found is they're more of a matching engine. Like here's your major, here's the job, you know, let's match you. What they're not doing is, you know, the the coaching and the skills that actually are needed for them to not only get the job, but thrive and survive in that job, right? So you know, the hard skills get you hired, the soft skills get you fired. Oh, I might use right? that as a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so helpful. Oh, I'm glad. I, I think every parent should have their teen and their young adult listen to this conversation because of the incredible tool that Fearless is, but also because of your amazing advice. And I would love to have you back on the podcast again. No, I would love, I would love to to do so. We're actually going to be probably putting out some parent webinars just to get some oh, parents like, engaged in the conversation. We know parents are stressed out. We get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes when parents are kind of just in their five mile radius, you're only as good as, you know, the, the sort of small circle you're in. And sometimes it's hard to kind of think beyond that. You know, another tip that I give high schoolers all the time is, guess what? Your parents have friends that are in good jobs. You know, the power of networking starts now, yep. right? So I want my son's uh, friends to talk to me as, as a resident expert in my field and network with me. This young woman that called me the other day about that, that real estate internship, guess what? Her dream company CEO lives right next to me. And it could have just been one phone call for me to make and say, Hey, you should actually look at this girl's profile. But I didn't do that because she didn't call me when, she, when she should have. Right. 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 Like, so, so I want to instill this, this emphasis on the power of networking mm -hmm. with young people because it's actually really underutilized and they don't understand its true power. So if I gave my third tip, it's really that. And sometimes it says as much as just going to your friends, parents and seeing like, what do you guys do? What industry are you in? And start getting your mind kind of to understand like what's really out there. You're providing so much value <laughs> for young people. Seriously. Like I feel like I could go on and on. I'm sure your audience is like, shut up already. Lady. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Like I said, we're going to make this a multi-part series, awesome. but one more thing we didn't talk about was your podcast. Did you want to give that a little plug? Um, a little, a little plug. What I try to do is bring experts um, into my podcast. It's WWDD. What would Depali do? But then I actually flip it and say, what would this person do? What I really found was just exactly what you're doing, Betsy. You're you're trying to figure out the how 
of how did people end up where they are? Like, how do you do these things? And, you know, I love when all these big CEOs write these books and, you know, it's all this like really great, big, broad advice. What I wanted to do was kind of whittle it down to the actual real, you know, step by step um, versus like going from A and skipping over, you know, all the letters and going right to Z. In my podcast, I actually focus on what did you do at this stage? Okay. And then what did you do? And then what did you do? And I think those little steps, those incremental steps are actually more valuable than getting that high level advice of follow your passion. By the way, anybody that says follow your passion is a rich person. Okay. Agreed. Totally agree. Forget following your passion. Follow your strengths. Play to your strengths is what I say. Yep. So for me, I mean, for example, I am not detail oriented. I am big picture, big thinker, which is why I'm the CEO of my company and not the COO. I'm not the operator of my company. I have someone to do that for me. Um, And so I recognize my strengths and I play to them, right? I'm, I'm a people person. I'm an intuitive person. I assess people for a living. That's what I play to my strengths. Um, And in the motel business, I found that the motel business actually led me into recruiting inadvertently, right? Because think about who comes through, through the doors of a motel, all walks of life, right? So I immediately had to be hyper-focused on my emotional intelligence and say, how am I going to deal with an unruly customer versus a really nice customer? And by the way, teens, you're working at the Gap and Starbucks and whatever, You are doing great because you are building customer and people skills. Keep doing it. Those are the jobs that matter. Those are the jobs that are going to get you into your next job. Um, But building those skills that, that start focusing on your emotional intelligence, that's why I'm a good people reader because I was reading people at the age of 12 coming through those doors, right? And that's why I'm good at what I'm, what I, what I do now. Um, so that's, that's, you know, just more, more of what the play to your strengths. I understand passion and it's true. I wake up every day and I love what I do, but it's only because I know I'm good at it. When you know you're good at it, you feel good about doing it. Yeah, totally agree. I love what I do. I feel like I found, finally found that fit. It took Mm -hmm. me a long time. Again, had I had tools and people to guide me earlier in life, but that's okay. You're right. I mean, nobody has a straight line and nobody stays in the same thing forever. And that's part of my podcast. I I recognize that there's a crooked line to success, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine. And, And everybody is going to have a unique path. There's no cookie cutter path to quote success. Right. And success is different for everybody. Absolutely. It's defined differently. Oh, this is, I could talk to you all day. (laughs) Um, But so before we go, where can people, we'll put all the links in the show notes. Where can people find and follow you? Um, uh, I'm all over LinkedIn, Instagram, et cetera. But if you just go to fearlessplus.com, you'll be able to find me. I have a fearless profile. So I'm sure once you join, you'll be able to follow me on there as well. I'm going to have to create a profile. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation. Betsy, you're doing wonderful work and I'm glad you're spreading um, such positive message to, uh, to not only parents, but high schoolers, like definitely get off that hamster wheel. There's, there's so much to life and, and there's so many things that you can do and, you know, get after it. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And back at you. <laughs> Huge thanks to Dipali Vias for joining me on the podcast today. I love the work that Dipali is doing to help young people learn more about themselves and document their journey along the way. As I often say, I love it when I meet people like Dipali who are using their power for good. So much of what she said really resonated with me, both as a parent and as a career coach. I completely agree with Dipali that we need to do a better job of helping our teens and young adults learn more about how to go after what they want and how to make it happen. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this conversation resonated with you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions for future episodes. All links and references mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com. Please take a minute and connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have another minute, I would be very grateful if you would give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's it for now. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.